Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does Grogu have a dark secret on The Mandalorian? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're strapping on our Beskar foil hats for a truly wild theory about The Mandalorian. Is there a darker truth behind the real reason the Empire wants the wee baby Grogu and his Force-sensitive baby blood so badly? I would like to see the baby. Oh. We've already seen the Snoking Gun and how it pertains to Palpatine's plans, but this theory suggests it's tied to some sick Sith science, and that has major implications for the Mandalorian moving forward. We're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so, you've gotta spoil what's been happening on the Mandalorian this season and a little bit of the Bad Batch as well. So if you're not caught up and you're worried about that sort of thing, maybe go make yourself a nice runny egg instead. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The Mandalorian finally answered a major question about how Grogu survived the night that Order 66 commenced. Thanks to the Jedi Keller and Beck, Grogu managed to jump to hyperspace and elude capture. After that, though, things get a bit hazy. How exactly did Grogu wind up in the hands of the world's most expendable Nikto mercenaries? And what happened to Keller and Beck? The Obi-Wan series introduced us to something called The Path. That was a secret network of hideouts and safe houses for Jedi on the run from Order 66. Other Jedi like Quinlan Voss, Drake Logan, and Roganda Ismarin all left their autographs behind in one of the safe houses, so maybe Keller and Beck signed the guest book at another. But this brings us to our next question. Did Grogu receive any additional training in the Force during his time on the run? During Chapter 13, Ahsoka read Grogu's mind and confirmed that many masters trained him over the years, but after fleeing Coruscant, his memories became dark. He seemed lost. Now, obviously, Grogu trained with various Jedi masters during his time at the Jedi Temple, but his connection to the Force seems muddied by the time of the Mandalorian. If Grogu wound up following the path with Beck to find other Jedi, is it possible he received any other training in the Force? Could he have crossed paths with the likes of Yoda, perchance? Or did he wind up in the hands of darker entities like Inquisitors or Darth Vader, who might have been the ones to show this little green guy the finer points of crushing someone's larynx from across the room? <coughs> now, I seriously doubt that Grogu spent time interning as a Sith apprentice, but he's clearly of immense interest to the Empire and has some unique abilities. I would like to see the baby. Oh. Because out of all the younglings and remaining Jedi that survived the Purge, why exactly do the Client and Moff Gideon and secretly the Emperor specifically want Grogu for their cloning experiments? Does Grogu perhaps have a more significant connection to the history of cloning technology and its development? We already know that Yoda and Yaddle's species is pretty rare, or at least we've never seen evidence that it has a large population. So maybe Yoda resorted to cloning technology to preserve his species. There is another. 
could that make Grogu a genetic clone of Yoda? And if Grogu is a clone, the real question is, which goo did he grow from? Gross. It admittedly seems like kind of a strange precaution for a Jedi master like Yoda to take. Is this like an advanced form of alien IVF? Or did Yoda want to ensure that a member of his species survives to keep main characters in the Skywalker saga morally grounded for decades to come? That's <laughs> about as likely as anything. The timeline of Grogu's appearance is also a bit suspect. When exactly did he arrive at the Jedi Temple, and from where? Because Ahsoka didn't seem to recognize him when they first crossed paths in Season 2. And wouldn't the years of Ahsoka's training at the Academy mean she would have at least run into Grogu at some point, like, once? Given the relative rarity of Yoda's species, and the fact that two members of it were on the Jedi Council, you think Ahsoka might know about the cutest Padawan of all. But Grogu, it seems, isn't your average Padawan. Consider where Grogu was located in the Jedi Temple on the night of Order 66. He wasn't with all the other younglings that Anakin turned into Sith kebabs. He was sequestered in another part of the temple. He had his own personal honor guard and a direct emergency elevator route to Keller and Beck himself. Based on what we know from Dr. Pershing's TED Talks, cloning tech is still a developing field of research. So maybe Grogu could have something in his DNA that holds secrets to past successful cloning techniques that have since been lost. While Grogu might not be an exact clone of Yoda, he could be an example of a chimera, a clone made of mixed DNA that includes Yoda's. So we know the Republic had basically zero qualms about cloning previously thanks to Palpatine. Now the New Republic, they have a very different attitude, but don't worry because Palpatine's back on his clone sh behind the scenes. Somehow Palpatine returned. Based on Pershing's presence in The Mandalorian and revelations from The Bad Batch, we know that Emperor Palpatine was consolidating cloning knowledge. He wanted to round up basically everyone who had an intimate understanding of the cloning process on Kamino, like Nala Se, for example. And he wasn't just content to make endless waves of Jango Fett, rather he wanted to refine the cloning process so it could allow for DNA alteration, hence the chimera we mentioned earlier. And this is the centerpiece of his contingency plan, his elaborate reenactment of the prestige that we saw play out in The Mandalorian Season 2 and The Rise of Skywalker. We also know from The Bad Batch that Palpatine is not above using a child like Omega as leverage to get scientists to do exactly what he wants. But in Grogu's case, it clearly has something to do with his midichlorian-rich blood, so Palpatine can make a Force-sensitive vessel for himself. So why is Grogu's blood special? Why couldn't they have had Anakin spare a couple of other younglings for Palpatine's retirement plan? Well, most Jedi who escaped the chaos of Order 66 were then systematically hunted down and executed, or they're too old by now. Most of the younglings who escaped have probably grown up or hidden their Force abilities, and they're not as easy to manipulate as a youngling like Grogu. And given the immensely slower scale at which Yoda's species seems to age, Grogu is still effectively a baby at 50 years old. Species age differently. The science of midichlorians is still wildly unclear, but given the extreme levels that Qui-Gon detected in Anakin when he was a kid, maybe they're at their most potent when a youngling is coming of age. You know, just like those weird perennial reports of billionaires injecting the blood of the young to achieve immortality, Palpatine's doing the same thing. In Season 2, we saw them harvesting Grogu's Jedi juice for his easy Snoke oven. Now, we know from the Star Wars Darth Vader number 11 comic that Palpatine also used Luke Skywalker's severed hand in his attempts to create the perfect beef puppet for himself. And look, clearly it wasn't enough to get the job done. That's why Snoke kind of looks like someone tried to rehydrate the Crypt Keeper. But as the old saying goes, nothing risked, nothing gained. I said... <laughs> 
In this case, though, they're actually after a whole lot more than Grogu's wrist, especially if his DNA contains the key to cracking one of cloning's biggest mysteries. How can you make a viable clone while altering the DNA in the process? It's a question we could see answered in The Bad Batch Season 3, especially based on the show's explosive Season 2 finale. As for whether we'll see Grogu back in Imperial Clutches on The Mandalorian, only time will tell, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only baby-sized pair of handcuffs they have. They're bad people. And Moff Gideon's still out there. Anyway, it's a wild theory to be sure, but a welcome one. And we all know that Palpatine will go to any lengths to give the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise a happy ending. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. As for how much stock you should put in this theory, I'm gonna put it somewhere between uh, Darth Jar Jar and, I don't know, Bigger Luke. There is another. In the meantime though, folks, tell us, what do you think of this theory? What else do you think that Grogu is hiding? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.